Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Grant. <laughs> this is a special one. Uh, long awaited, giving the people what they want here. And it's going to be a companion podcast to my column this week in Sports Illustrated. The Andrew Brand inaugural edition of the Business of Football Hall of Fame. Get to that in a second. This podcast is sponsored by DraftKings, golf's oldest and last major of the year is this weekend. Golfers are headed across the pond to compete for the trophy. DraftKings is giving you a shot to land in the green. DraftKings has given you 50 to 1 odds on any golfer sinking at least one birdie this weekend. So place a pre-tournament wager of $1 on any golf outcome to be eligible to cash $50 in free credits if any golfer sinks a birdie. That's 50 to 1 on any golfer sinking a birdie in this weekend's tournament across the pond. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up. Turn $1 into $50 in free credits if any golfer sinks a birdie this weekend. That's code ROSS or OSS. Turn $1 into $50 in free credits for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Winnings paid out in credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call a 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, here's what I decided to do finally. For those who follow me on social media, obviously you see me tweet out, Instagram out all these contracts and then talk about players that maybe didn't excel truly on the field, but certainly excelled off the field, whether through circumstance, good fortune and good negotiating, it has happened. So my goal was to come up with the business of football hall of fame, not just give you scattershot tweets throughout the years, but to actually bring it into written form and now podcast form. Listen, couple notes before we go forward. These do not include any endorsement income. Obviously, we're not talking about players that are going to amass huge fortunes off the field for the most part. So that's not part of the equation. And obviously, there are going to be some snubs. I'll go over some honorable mentions when I get done with the 12. But we came up with 12, the dirty dozen, the dollar dozen, if you will. That is the Business of Sports Hall of Fame. I'll go through the dozen with you, the lucky dozen. There are eight quarterbacks and four non-quarterbacks. One def- I'm sorry, one defensive lineman, two defensive backs, and one wide receiver. So I know your mind's racing now. Who are these lucky 12 in the Andrew Brandt inaugural edition of the Business of Football Hall of Fame? Let's get to it. Okay, I don't think anyone is going to be surprised with the headliner for this. <laughs> In fact, I think he should have his own wing in the Business of Football Hall of Fame. There's a bust of him in the article that I wrote in Sports Illustrated. His name, quarterback, Sam Bradford. He is our lead candidate. He is the, without question, number one pick for the Business of Football Hall of Fame. In case you don't know, a lot of it is through circumstance. He was the last bonus baby Remember when the collective bargaining agreement allowed these highly bloated contracts for top picks out of the norm, out of the not only making them the highest paid rookies in NFL history, but in Bradford's case, making him one of, if not the highest paid player in the NFL, never having taken a snap. So he came out in 2010 before the NFL and NFLPA, right before They slashed rookie pay, especially at the top of the draft. 
His signing coming out of college, $78 million. Now, to put that in perspective, here we are 11 years later, 11 years later, and Trevor Lawrence signs for $36 million. So $50 million more. Um, it's just amazing that Bradford's contract holds up the way it is. Now, I know he had more years, but $78 million out of the gate and then Bradford somehow being traded to the Eagles. They didn't do the contract upon the trade, giving him more leverage with the Eagles. He signs this great deal there, included $11 million signing bonus after playing one year with the Eagles. And then, of course, look, he's gone because the Eagles leveraged a desperation situation in Philadelphia. I'm sorry, in Minnesota, the Vikings lost Teddy Bridgewater. There goes Bradford. But they already paid him $11 million. Another opportunistic win for the business of football for Bradford, even secured a $15 million contract at the end of his career, serving as a placeholder for Josh Rosen with the Cardinals, and he only played three games. So $5 million per game in that year. Bradford had a remarkable ability, again, through circumstance, through good fortune, through good negotiating by agent Tom Condon, to earn and earn and earn at every opportunity. $130 million. $130 million for a middling quarterback for nine seasons of the league. Our number one pick for the Business of Football Hall of Fame, the one and only Sam Bradford. He gets a wing. Let's go to another player that continued to be opportunistic throughout his career, never playing hardly. Chase Daniel, just a great reputation as a guy in the quarterback room. You know, what people don't realize about backup quarterbacks is they're there not to try to get the job. They're, tr they're there to serve the starter. And he developed that reputation in New Orleans backing up Drew Brees and what a, what a influence he was, how good in the quarterback room. And now he's got that sterling reputation. It continues to follow him around. The guy has made $39 million for, let me, re let me just <laughs> emphasize this, Five starts. He's made five starts. He's made $39 million. He started five games. That's about $8 million per start. It's a record that probably will never, ever be broken. The number two pick right away coming after Sam Bradford for the Business Football Hall of Fame is Chase Daniel. He now is doing that unique and valuable role, especially to him, tutoring Josh, I'm sorry, Dustin Herbert with the Chargers. Again, five starts, 260 passes for the Saints, Chiefs, Eagles, Bears, Lions, and now Chargers. Amazing. Chase Daniel, definite member of the Business of Football Hall of Fame. And that's, we're doing all quarterbacks now. I have eight quarterbacks, and there are going to be some that missed the cut. I'll talk about them. The next one, Ryan Fitzpatrick. In simplest terms, this guy's a survivor and an opportunist. Every time he signs with a team, he's kind of the backup. He's kind of the placeholder. But he somehow catches lightning in a bottle. He becomes the starter, and he sets himself up for another starter opportunity, which he's doing right now, having played so well in Miami, being benched, coming back, coming back, placeholder, but then better than placeholder. And here he is again, another resurrection. He's a phoenix. He will start for the Washington football team again. $82 million, 17 seasons. Now, again, that doesn't sound like a lot. But this guy is a survivor, a survivor, never really picked to start, but seemingly does. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't a football hall of famer. The next one's a definite Kirk Cousins. Now, this is someone who's played well, and we'll get to some who played very well, but this, this is not someone you put in the pantheon of quarterbacks, but his earnings will put him there. They have and they continue to will. And what he benefited from so greatly is that the Washington football team, then the Redskins, wouldn't marry him. They would only date him. They didn't feel strong enough to put forward a serious offer where he could look at and say, I'm taking that. And they never did. So they franchise tagged him two consecutive years, 2016 and 17. And then he leveraged those numbers, some 50, 60 million dollars worth into a free agent contract. Now, quarterbacks like him, like any quarterback, they don't get to free agency. He did. He did. He got there. And he leveraged that into the first fully guaranteed veteran contract in history, 84 million with the Vikings. And then last year in 2020, he used the last year of that deal, a huge number, with the compare, combined with the cap issues of the Vikings and leveraged a, mo a monster extension off of that. Again, Cousins will likely retire as one of the top earning players in the history of the NFL for a fourth round pick coming in with the Washington football team that had just used their first round pick on their future quarterback, Robert Griffin and cousins became the guy making the money. An amazing story. He's earned 162 million and counting in 10 seasons. This guy's a marvel. Next, Alex Smith has made almost $200 million. He was the top pick. So he benefited from that just as a lot of these guys have like Bradford. But, you know, you never put Alex Smith in the category of, again, someone that should be a top earner in football. But he parlayed that rookie deal, you know, $50 million into two starter level deals. Again, is he playing at an elite level? No, but he used that to starter level deals with the Chiefs and the Washington football team. These were starter level deals. And he started before giving way to Mahomes in Kansas City and before giving way last year to injury. Uh, well, injury, obviously, his severe injury and came back and then gave way to Tyler Heineke last year, and he will move on this year. Likely done. But he is ahead of so many contemporaries in earnings. We give a Business of Football Hall of Fame spot to Alex Smith. And speaking of quarterbacks that earn starter-level elite contracts, Twice, again, same situation, in ways that you wouldn't think they would earn that. Nick Foles, maybe the greatest backup quarterback in history, at least Philadelphia fans would obviously argue that. He won a Super Bowl. But beyond the Eagles, I mean, playing with the Eagles, he looks like a great player. But every time he left the Eagles, he did two things, not play as well and got massive contracts. First, with the, with the Rams, when he left the Eagles the first time, traded for Sam Bradford. And then, of course, the biggest deal in free agency a couple years ago with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a contract that was so onerous that they ended up trading it to the Bears, where he is now third string with the Bears. Again, as an Eagle, his performance matched the level of compensation. But as a non-Eagle, he's been a business of football marvel compared to his play. $79 million for Nick Foles. He makes the Business of Football Hall of Fame. 
two quarterbacks I want to put in there that just, they sort of go in the bust wing. Okay. There's a bust of Sam Bradford. I don't know if he's in the bust wing, but the bust wing is definitely these two players. The man who changed the rookie compensation system more than anyone in NFL history, Jamarcus Russell, top pick of LSU many years ago, he changed it. He got such a monster contract and then was a bust that it just, the embarrassment really caused things to change. And when I heard the NFL and NFLPA NFL change the rookie compensation system, the name you heard most often, more than Bradford, was Jamarcus Russell. It embarrassed owners who were paying this elite contract to someone like that. It embarrassed veteran players who were doing the negotiating, saying we can't have players like that earn much more than us before entering the league. Russell's stats with stats and money are amazing. He started 25 games, played three years, three years, $40 million, three years, $40 million, about a million five per start, masterful work in the business of football. And the other bust only got one big contract, but it was more than he deserved and give him credit in the business of football. That is Brock Osweiler. Like Cousins, he used the leverage of free agency. Somehow, some way, he had a flash in the last year of his rookie contract with the Broncos, and that flash really earned him some money. $37 million guaranteed from the Texans, a contract that they hated so much that a year into it, with $17 million still remaining on the guarantee, they sent that albatross of a contract to the Browns with a second-round pick. So it was a pure money ball trade. These are things they do in other sports, never really been done before or since in football. Package a second round pick just to take on the contract. He finishes the, and of course, he never played it down for the Browns. They were looking to flip it and they couldn't. He finished his career, seven starts, $41 million. Certainly business of football numbers. Okay, that's our eight quarterbacks. Okay, some honorable mention quarterbacks that didn't make it. The two Mats. Uh, now, again, these are very good players, but they leverage their earnings at every opportunity and are going to go as two of the highest earners in the history of football. They didn't make it probably because of their, pay, their play is, is good enough, but the two Mats are Stafford and Ryan. Enormous earnings. Enormous earnings. They're not going to make it. You know, I talked about limiting it to 12. You really have to look at their earnings compared to their play. Did they play well enough for those numbers? No, but they played well. They played well. So at the end of their careers, I think Matt, St Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan will be top five earners in NFL history, both of them. Stafford, who's, who's younger than most of these top quarterbacks in earnings, you know, he's in line for another big deal with the Rams. He's going to get, he, he may go down as the highest earner in NFL history, Matthew Stafford. Some other quarterbacks that didn't make it, you know, you have to look at players like Case Keenum. Keenum was a, again, a business football marvel. Again, he just misses the cut. He got that two year, $36 million deal from the Broncos after being with the, after the, leading the Vikings to a championship game on a low contract. He's now making $6 million behind Baker Mayfield. He's a little bit like Chase Daniel, gets that reputation as a strong backup. We're going to give him an honorable mention, $38 million over nine seasons and counting. And another honorable mention on the quarterback side is Brian Hoyer. He's making $33 million. He's played 12 and a half seasons or over 12 seasons. But, you know, he's just a backup. Again, 
This is what you can do being such a value in the quarterback room. This is the Chase Daniel wing of the Hall of Fame. And again, players like Hoyer and Keenum may get in because we now have the uh, precedent of Chase Daniel. Last honorable mention on the quarterback side. Again, he just missed the cut. We had to cut it down. It would be Ryan Tannehill. This is amazing. This guy was left for dead, traded out of Miami. Tannehill just went to Tennessee. You thought it was kind of a throwaway trade. He catches lightning in a bottle, and he was amazing in Tennessee. Took the starting job right before hitting free agency. Perfect timing. Lands a four-year $118 million with $60 million in guarantees. It was negotiated the same year Patrick Mahomes did his deal, and I've made this comparison before. It's stunning. Over the first three years of those deals, Tannehill makes $90 million. Mahomes makes $63 million. Now, again, Mahomes has a long deal with huge numbers later, but wow. So Tannehill is, again, a close call, not making the business of football Hall of Fame, but honorable mention. Okay, that's it for quarterbacks. Let's get to the non-quarterbacks, and there's only four. Number one, Larry Fitzgerald. What a marvel. And I haven't brought in a lot of agents here. I understand that. I could talk about the agents as well, and maybe I'll do a business of football agents Hall of Fame. I'm happy to do that at some point. But I will mention an agent here is one of my mentors when I was coming up in the business of being an agent. His name, Eugene Parker, he's now passed. What he did for Larry Fitzgerald is just astounding. Obviously, good fortune, pre-CBA, big numbers coming out as the third pick out of Pittsburgh. But listen to this. Larry Fitzgerald signed not one, not two, but three. Three market-setting contracts for wide receivers. Usually in a career, you may, you know, the special players get one shot where they have mastered the, the, hall, uh, the business of football and they get in, you know, they get a contract that's top of the market. He did three. He did three. He is the highest earning um, offensive player that's not a foot, that's not a quarterback. And it's not even close. Again, Larry Fitzgerald, highest earning non-quarterback offensive player in the history of the NFL, and not even close. I don't know who's going to catch him. I don't know who's going to catch him. Okay, 180 million and counting if he plays. We'll see if he plays. Dominican Sue. And Dominican Sue, again, he was the second pick in that draft with Bradford. He again leverages this good fortune, good circumstance, but great negotiating. Again, I'll mention agent Jimmy Sexton not only gets him that incredible rookie deal, uh, but he had $64 million coming out of the rookie deal, then $60 million guaranteed with the Dolphins on a free agent deal. They actually get rid of him in that deal three years into a six-year deal, but he got the guarantee. He follows that up with a series of one-year deals. He's made $40 million off of those. But he just seemed to maximize earnings every step of the way. You know, when we talk about one-year deals to get to free agency the next year, most of the time it's for light money. But Sue had those one-year deals, $13 million, $14 million, $15 million. I mean, he has done that with some strong deals. He's now up to $165 million, 11 seasons still playing. And with the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay. So good fortune, good deal, and Dominican Sue. Now we finish with a couple defensive backs. Tremaine Johnson, again, not a big name, 
but one who has truly leveraged free agency, truly leveraged his opportunities. He's kind of the, the Kirk Cousins of defensive players. Plays out his rookie deal, parlays two from consecutive franchise tags. Again, the team, the Rams, didn't give him the the deal he wanted. He says, "All right, I'll take the tag." Makes over thirty million in the two years of the tags. Then he hits free agency. And wrangles this amazing deal from the Jets. I know people are laughing with the Jets and his performance took a downturn right after signing it. $34 million guaranteed. He's been an opportunist. Okay, rookie deal, two franchise tags, maximum free agency deal. He gets a spot in the Business of Football Hall of Fame, $69 million and counting in nine seasons for Trumaine Johnson. Okay, our final pick for the Business of Football Hall of Fame is someone that we know a long time has been maximizing his earnings. That player, synonymous with New York Jets again, sorry Jets fans, Darrell Rebus. His name has become synonymous with the business of football. He consistently, strategically leverages value. Remember that rookie contract? At that time, they were signing these long rookie contracts. He makes the big bonus, plays a few years, then decides, I don't want to keep playing on this rookie contract. So with the advice of his uncle, Sean Gilbert, who is another player that was a business of football early adapter, held out, he stays away and he stays away at the opportune moment because New York Jets are the subject of hard knocks. The whole country is seeing the angst that Rivas caused the front office, general manager Mike Tannenbaum, coach Rex Ryan. They miss him. They want him. They're talking to him. They get him. He comes back. He cashes in. He finishes that. Jets deal goes to free agency. Again, that's where you leverage your value. Goes to the Buccaneers for record-setting contract, two-year deal. Well, they cut him after a year, which, again, is an amazing thing in itself. And he lands with the Patriots, making about the same money. So he makes $28, 29000000 million over those two years, preserves his free agency, goes back to the Jets in a massive deal with $39 million guaranteed. The Jets have you know, paid him almost $100 million in his career. Out of $125 million in his 11 seasons, Darrell Rivas had a remarkable ability to understand leverage and use it to his maximization of earnings. There you have it. There you have it. The 12 players, we had to cut to 12. You know, we'll do another induction ceremony in a year, but that's what we're doing this year. The inaugural 12 inductees to the Andrew Brandt Business Hall of Fame, headlined by Sam Bradford. We bring it up at the rear with Darrell Rebus. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, my piece is at Sports Illustrated this week. This is a companion podcast to that. Uh, it's long awaited, giving people what they want, the Business of Football Hall of Fame. Hope you enjoyed that. I'll have more also in my newsletter, uh, the Sunday 7. If you're not subscribing, please do at andrew-brandt.com. Sunday 7 newsletter comes to your inbox free every Sunday morning. Follow me on Twitter, if you, I'm sure most of you do, at Andrew Brandt. I'm at Andrew Brandt 2 got the 2 at the end, for Instagram, trying to do some more there. Thanks to my producer, Brian Neal, and my musical producer, you hear Sam Brandt. Apple Podcasts, rankings, comments, always appreciated. Hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Business of Football Hall of Fame, Business of Sports Podcast. And I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. 